Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games for the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three unique perspectives and bringing skill range. I am the arbiter of this episode, Andrew. With me are Jackal, Keith, hello, and our adorable grunt, Liz. Hey, guys. And this week, we had multiple listener requests because I asked you all to request it if you wanted us to continue. So we are doing Halo 2 Anniversary, which is brought to you by originally from Bungie Studios. But the anniversary edition is brought to you by 343 Studios, and the cinematics are done by Blur Studios, which you guys may recognize the it's the same studio that did the Halo Wars. Wow. Oh. Okay. So they I did, did they did the cinematics that, for Halo but... Wars. Yeah, I didn't notice it, but okay. Cool. I mean Halo Wars is a lot older. Yeah. Uh the Halo 2 anniversary came out when Master Chief Collection came out, which was in 2014? 2014? Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Master Chief Collection's uh, been on actually for some time. Oh, wow. I believe that is correct. So uh, thank you for the people who requested this game. Uh, so thank you so much to Javier, Curtis, Peter, Until Chaos, Adam, Chaos and Passion. And there was actually a couple other people, but those are the first six people, so I read your names down. So if you guys want us to continue more Halo games, we're doing the same thing, but this time we need 10 people to request. So if you requested this game, you are allowed to request it again. But we want a total of 10 people if you guys still want us to do more Halo games. So, Halo 2. The story of Halo 2, you are once again playing Master Chief. You are trying to save humanity, but the Covenant have now discovered Earth's location. So you take it upon yourself to fight the Covenant and stop them from taking over Earth. Of course you do, because you're Master Chief. So, going around. Keith, we know you didn't care too much for Halo 1. Did Halo 2 change your perspective at all? Was this a gamer pass? Uh, it's better than the first one, for sure. Or, I mean, I I found it more enjoyable overall. Yeah, I think it's. I think it leans more into a game. I think there's just more to it in, in the way that it works. I think it plays better. Um, but overall, I still just, it's, I, I don't know. I'm just not, a, I'm not a Halo person. And I just, I don't get excited about halo so game or pass i said game <laughs> oh you did oh sorry it was no, like you a, said it's leaning more towards oh. a game but then you said you don't like halo so i read that as a pass oh. <laughs> no no ultimately game I, I i'd say game liz for me this is a game i love the story in halo 2 i mean i like the first one but the story was just a bit more epic in this one uh there are a couple gripes that i had um especially on like the technical side but yeah, I'm definitely going to give it a game. I, I feel like the same way where it's like, I don't get jazzed about like, let's play Halo. But when I play Halo, it's a good time. And the story in this, I definitely wanted to keep going with. So yeah, definitely grab my attention more. And then obviously for me, this is a definite game. Halo 2 is by far, for me, the best Halo. I, I think this is my favorite one. So it's going to go downhill from here. No, it doesn't go downhill. <laughs> like, Halo 3 is still very good. But like... I just have such amazing fond memories of Halo 2. Like I remember I, I was a junior in high school when it came out and I remember like midnight release. I couldn't go to it because of course school night and man, midnight releases. I was remember that uh, thing back in the day before you could just pre download games. I know. I actually hated midnight releases. They were the yeah, worst. Just, nobody know. liked them. Nobody liked working them. Nobody, nobody liked lining up to buy a game oh yeah because you worked him you worked at best buy at that time uh yeah but no I not at that time but a little bit after uh we still did midnight releases when i was working at best buy i don't think i ever had to do any i might have worked i one. don't think legally you could yeah i could i worked there when i was older than 18 yeah oh he was talking about junior in high school yeah uh, oh. no, not, this time yeah, not for halo, halo but just oh, okay. in general but yeah i don't i actually don't miss midnight releases there was always so awkward and cold but uh, yeah, I just remember like when this game came out, this wasn't just like, oh, people who like video games know this. I remember seeing like TV ads and cardboard cutouts throughout Walmart. Like this was a kind of a big gaming event. So Halo 2 was just, it was such an exciting time for me. And I was so upset that I couldn't play it and had to go to school the next day and then had to wait till I was done with school to finally go home and get it. And it took way too long, but uh, Halo 2 was great. So this is a definite game for me. So getting to the story, Keith. Can you tell us the story of Halo 2? Uh, How, do you remember what happened in the first one? Just so you know, he did this to me earlier, Keith. Yep. So, so that's why he picked you. <laughs> well, so Halo 1, space shooty guy has to deal with all the angry aliens trying to do bad things. And then he blows up the big thing. Halo. Done. 
So in Halo 2, <laughs> you have more space shooty guy, Master Chief, obviously, out there oh. doing the shooting, doing the aliens. Got to get all of them shot. But then doing the aliens. But then one of the aliens that was supposed to protect the Halo that you blew up, well, they didn't like him, so they decide to execute him. But then he gets pulled aside, and then they're like, hey, you can be the Arbiter, and then you can go fight other aliens. And so he does that. Um, and then I, I didn't get all the way through. I got most of the way through, but I assume at the end, Master Chief and Arbiter meet up, and then Halo down. Delta Halo, that is, because I know that. No. Oh. They don't blow up they don't blow up Delta Halo. They do that but later. They they do meet up. There's a cliffhanger at the end. Oh. Halo okay. 2 has infamously like one of the worst endings <laughs> because it's like such a cliffhanger. I mean, it's not too bad now, obviously, because you could go right into Halo 3 and the other Halos. But I remember at the time, like the anger <laughs> it caused. But wouldn't it also be the best cliffhanger? Because people just want more. You know, the creators of Halo are like, people are going to play Halo 3 now. They do. But do you remember this, like, early 2000s, like, when streaming wasn't a thing, when you had to watch TV, like, like when you watched Lost, you know, it was was on, like, Tuesday at 8 o'clock, and if you missed it that week, well, you're kind of, you're now an episode behind, and there's no way you can find it, because, you know, streaming wasn't a thing. And that's how it was, like, in video games, like... TV shows always left you with such a cliffhanger at the end of the season, and it always irritated me because it's like, oh, see you in a year. And video games take longer than a TV show. So when it happened with this, it's like, cool, no. this will be another three years or so. No, like with a, with a TV show, it would end in like spring, and then in fall it would start up, right? So Sometimes. that's like, I mean, that, less than half a year versus a game that takes a couple years. Yeah. That's way worse. It yeah. was. I'm, a, I'm also going to say there is something to be said for that because then they would come out like six months apart. Whereas now I'm going to binge watch a season in like a weekend. And then I have to wait like a year plus for the next season of said show. So you kind of have to wait longer for shows by I know. getting it all at once. I, it's the pros I'm and cons. I'm terrible at binging. I'm terrible. I can't do it. I like so it takes me forever to finish a show. It depends. It depends on the show and the time of the day. I don't do it so frequently as I used to. But I watched like a whole season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia over the weekend. Oh yeah, you know what that show? I feel like I could. <laughs> well, a comedy show you can because like a comedy show. Yeah, like, like twenty minutes. It helps obviously, yeah. but just saying in general. And, and, and it's not like oh I can't wait to find out the story because no, it's just like no, you just, just keep watching episodes. You just keep watching. But yeah, I'll, I'll let this say there's pros and cons of of, of the streaming, but I digress. So, Keith, the end of Halo 2, Master Chief is chasing the last prophet, and he's heading to Earth. Oh, yeah. And that's how the game ends. Yeah, and the second one dies from the flood. So that's what you miss in the story, which is actually... It is, Halo 2 is a fantastic story. I also think that the little mini stories in it are kind of crazy and dark. Like, you, you, have, you can get achievements for watching these videos, and you find out about the grunts, and I was just like, I feel like a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I did not like finding out that information. I mean, I guess I, I won't spoil it, but, I mean, it is an old game. But then when one of the other, when one of the prophets did the other prophet dirty, like, that whole scene, I was just like, wow. That, I mean, that, that was cold. <laughs> that was, that, that shocked me. That shocked you that the aliens were bad? But that's like next level <laughs> because they're always together. So you think they must be at least be friends, you know? No, all the more reason that they're not. They're all, they all want the most power. That's true. The more power you have, generally speaking, the more people tend to want of it, it seems. So, I don't know. So, I remember at the time, too, when this game came out, it was very controversial. But what did you guys think of seeing the Arbiter story and learning about him? Because a lot of people, when this happened, people were like, this is stupid. I play this game because I want to be Master Chief. Why am I playing an alien? Oh, I liked it. I liked I I think it was also the voice actor as well because I recognized him. I loved the scenes with the Arbiter. I was really like, I honestly was, I don't want to say more interested in him. Um, but actually I, I will say it. I think I was more <laughs> interested in the Arbiter. But I really enjoyed going back and forth. But like not to get like ahead into gameplay. But... It really messed me up playing. So that's the only reason why I didn't like the back and forth because I was like, who am I killing right now? Sometimes it's like one set of aliens, another set of aliens, and then sometimes you're the alien 
and you think that you'd go after the humans. It was just, it was a lot for me to process. Yeah. I like, uh, one of our listeners who listened to the Halo episode, uh, our listener, Adam said that he where he's just like, yeah, with the, uh, Liz on your podcast, you struggled to figure out who was friendly or foe. She's going to struggle with the Arbiter. I'm actually surprised. You actually did pretty well. Because I asked you, but also like there's no in-game subtitles. And so sometimes oh, yeah. they're talking to me and I'm playing. And for some reason, I with subtitles, like I can kind of read and play. But when you're talking to me and I'm doing something, it's like, no, I can't. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me. But I was like, did they just tell me who to shoot? Like, I don't. And I was like, how do you know? Like, I just assumed they were telling me, and that's why I couldn't figure it out. No. I always told you, look at your reticle. It's yeah, that's, that's good. That's what I was going to say. That's I just went by what the reticle color was. If it was red, then then right trigger. If it was green, then... You know. <laughs> right trigger anyway. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because they shoot back. Yeah. If you if you kill enough of them, yeah, they, yeah, they I, betray it up. I, actually, I can't remember what mission it was, but I ran them over with a ghost a few too many times, and they chased me around <laughs> shooting <laughs> I, surprisingly that never happened to Liz the best there was part, a couple times a door would open and she'd start throwing grenades and I'm like oh they're friendly the best part about it is there was a checkpoint that saved so every time I died I had to go back to this checkpoint and have to like kill this human that had just been chasing me forever <laughs> <laughs> he said screw the aliens I'm going after you now well he wouldn't leave me alone so I had to I didn't have any options but yeah, I found that out the fun way. I didn't shoot them intentionally, though, no. No, I, <laughs> I just went by the reticle color on whether or not I shot. But I thought the Arbiter was, I don't know, it was kind of interesting. I think they look, like, it's funny because you you always see them with the armor on. You're like, oh, those are big, beefy things. And then they take his armor off, and he's this tiny little wormy creature. Yeah. And you're like, oh, ew. Put that, <laughs> put that back on, he's please. naked. Yeah, I liked him better when he had his armor on. I know that for sure. But I... <laughs> I thought I thought he had cool armor and stuff and and yeah I, I I it's one of those funny things that I can get like the Halo purists like oh no don't you take away my Master Chief from me all I want to do is be Master Chief but at the same time I like when games expand their playability and adding in the aliens it made for fun multiplayer because you had like these like alien versus human teamings and then you have I don't know just more elements to the game. You weren't just picking up alien weapons and using them as Master Chief. You were equipped with them. You used them. I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. Yeah, for me, I absolutely... I Even at the time, I loved the fact that they went and you played as the Arbiter because it also just makes sense for the story. Because as we said in the first one, like when you play Halo 1, the story is very minimal. And it makes sense. You know, these aliens, they just hate humans. They just want to wipe humans out. So it kind of makes sense to be like, well, how am I ever going to learn about the aliens? Like, what's what's their deal? Like, why do they hate us so much? You get it through, like, some context from what Cortana tells you. But it just, it made sense to play the Arbiter, see and understand their hierarchy, understand their, like, religious, like, zeal, and just, like, understand, like, why they're doing the things that they're doing. So I loved it. That's a big thing with... Their religion, because you're like, why are you just gearing up to go kill yourselves? Because that's what, I mean, essentially what, you know, activating it is going to do. It's going to kill everything within a certain area. So you're yeah. like, why the heck are you doing this? So it's kind of fun seeing him kind of discover that he's being lied to. Yeah, it was, it's, it's really cool to see the power struggle and then introducing the new aliens of the brutes, you know, and like how they kind of fit in this role and how they're basically trying to take out the elites and, you know, be the number two people on the <gasps> and high charity. Also, oh my gosh, I don't know if I should say this. I mean, like I said, it's an old game, but when you find out that the Arbiter is being uh, betrayed, which I kind of, I already kind of figured it out, but when he figures it out and they try to kill him, I was like, oh no, you don't. And I saw him going to that pit and I'm like, that's not the end of him. No way. Because I just, I just knew in my heart, I was like, they can't do that. And then the look on your face when you're like, and then your face when you're like, oh, did the Arbiter Master Chief become best friends? Like, you got so excited. And then you told me I'd have to kind of wait to see them yeah. play together in, in Halo 3. But yeah, I was just waiting for that bromance to come out and happen. It so. doesn't blossom till Halo 3. And I think if we do continue another Halo game, we'll probably go with Halo 2 ODST. Oh. Because like I said, it's like an in-between ODST is telling the story of what happens to the humans because the humans are the humans still on Earth because obviously the Covenant are still there and attacking and fighting. So you kind of have this cool in-between story where you play just a regular human. So the funny thing is, is I actually bought ODST 
And I can't really? remember. There's a reason why. There was something. Firefight, probably. Yes. That was why I was. I very much wanted to do the firefight mode. And, yep. And uh, so, yeah, I had mode. bought ODSC, actually. And that was probably one of the only Halo games I ever bought. Wow. I think maybe Reach. I can't remember. No, I didn't buy Reach. Yeah, just that one. <laughs> I was also just thinking, too, I feel like a lot of people might like Master Chief because of all the one-liners. I mean, Andrew, you like them a lot, oh, too. Oh, yeah. There's so a lot of great I one-liners think... from him and Sergeant Johnson. Yeah, so maybe that's why people were upset they didn't get as much of him. Well, and so, like, you probably enjoyed the Arbiter, too, because they actually made the Arbiter more of a character. When Bunchy created the Halo games, they originally said they wanted to keep Master Chief kind of like a blank slate. That's why they don't show his face because they wanted players to kind of see themselves as the master chief and kind of just see him as just like, you know, you're playing as him. You're, you're, you're kind of his character, which is a lot of the reason why a lot of people are hating the TV show because very first episode, they take his helmet off and that's like, everyone's like, no, we don't want that. That's stupid. <laughs> it's like but the Mandalorian. Yeah, they, yeah. Except the Mandalorian didn't even do it on the first episode, but yeah, the Halo show is kind of, not great. I'm not really doing it, but that's another story. But yeah, so I, I loved that they just added so much more character and depth to the Arbiter, and I'm surprised how well they did it, because I remember when that first happened too, I'm like, I'm not going to remember any of these people, because all the aliens look the same, but they actually did a good job with the voice actors and the lines, and actually kind of creating unique characteristics of the different aliens to kind of remember who they are. I wanted to ask, so... Andrew, you said that you enjoyed the books. You read four of them, I believe. Yeah. Are they? Is the story just like the games? Like, is it? Um. So there originally was like a trilogy. The first one is Fall of Reach, and then the second book was Halo, and then the other one is. I can't remember what it was called. It was named after like the alien ship, but uh, the Halo book. So the second one is very similar to Halo One. So th that one was my least favorite because it is just a lot of what you did in the game, but it did tell a lot of the stories of the humans, what was going on with the humans when you played Halo 1. What came out first? Uh, the Fall of Reach. No, I mean like the books of the games. Oh, the games. Oh. Yeah. That's surprising me. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys, what were your favorite weapons? So with this game... When I played by myself, I was like fiddling with stuff and I did like unlimited ammo and stuff. But playing like with the game with Andrew, I played all the levels like without that, obviously. But I really liked it because I would run out of bullets really quick. So I was constantly changing weapons and I found that there were some that I really didn't like and some that I really loved. So yeah. I'm curious what you guys liked. I, I knew we were going to get into Halo 2 because I remember in Halo 1, you love the assault rifle because it had like a 60 bullet clip. And you had a lot of fun with it. And I knew. I was like, Liz is going to love the SMG when it comes to Halo 2. And sure enough, as soon as you picked that gun up, I was like, Liz, you can dual wield. You got so excited. <laughs> I did love that. But I also, I really liked the carbine, the battle rifle, the energy sword. And then I did like the needler, but it didn't pack as much punch at the beginning or with, or with certain enemies, I guess. It does when you do wield it. It does. But I still think I preferred like the other three that I mentioned because... I just felt like they packed way more punch and they were so fun. And I just loved like whenever I found one, I would get so excited. And especially with the sword, I just felt so tough that I would just the run into the middle of battle. Of <laughs> and it, especially multiplayer. It's yeah. a fun one. The weapon. sword was an addition to Halo 2, right? Correct. That was the first one. You yeah. saw it in Halo 1, but you can never pick it up. Gotcha. Yeah. Because I, I do remember that. I remember the days of our land parties and, you know, whoever would get the sword. It's basically just terrorizing everybody in a match. Yep. So that was always fun. But yeah, the, I mean, the sword is naturally a ton of fun. And uh, which game is it you get the hammer? Is that three? Uh, Halo 3. Yeah, because I thought you liked the, the sword, Liz. Just wait till you get the hammer. Um, I don't know. I feel like she's going <laughs> to... I mean, the sword, it did get me killed a lot because I went in just thinking that I was just the toughest guy in the room and I most certainly was not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that happens. But I, I agree. I mean, I think the I think the battle rifle and the carbine are, are probably just the most fun. They're just they they pack a punch. They're pretty easy to aim, even from a distance, and you can pretty easily hit headshots. So 
I feel like those are they're kind of the naturally the same. But I do love that aspect of the gameplay where you can dual wield just about any weapon. I mean, obviously you can't with a battle rifle anything that would be like two handed. But if if it's a one handed gun, you can dual wield it. And yeah, and you can mix and match. Exactly. So I think that's just a cool feature of like being able to mix and match your guns and and how you use them. I didn't like yeah. the needler though. I was I just always find myself disappointed with the needler. I want to like it, and I'm like, no, I, I I'm not good with it. <laughs> just, oh man, also the needler is just a ton of fun. I, I love actually, the needler. I found myself using the scope on guns, which I don't normally do because I usually suck at sniping. And even if it wasn't like a sniper rifle, you can still zoom in with a lot of guns. And I was really surprised how much I like that. And then I forgot to mention, I hated all the guns that would um, oh what's it called? They would overheat. So especially, yeah, like the brute plasma rifle and those, those were my least favorite because I just blast away. I don't like having to think about like slow shooting. (laughs) See, my hands down favorite is the Covenant Carbine. I love that gun. Like I know a lot of people love the paddle rifle, but for me, I would take the Covenant Carbine any day over the battle rifle. I just love that gun. It was always so satisfying. I loved the sound effects it did. I loved how it reloaded. It was just a really fun gun. I, I was very disappointed in the SMGs. Uh, it does come back, but you can only use it solo. I think in Halo 4. Yeah, I didn't. But yeah, I didn't it, think does, it, it goes away in 3. It was nice to have a, a fully automatic gun, but all in all, it, it didn't feel very fun. It, it wasn't no. very good at aiming. It, it's nice to have in, uh, when you're fighting the Flood. Yes. That or like a, if you have a bunch of grunts you're fighting, you can kind of mow them down, but... Uh, overall nothing nothing special though yeah but i i'd love just the added guns they had in this one especially too as we said in like in halo one like the, the alien guns in the first one are just not that interesting at least this time around they added some inter- interesting ones you know the beam rifle the sword the covenant carbine the brute plasma rifle is the fuel know, rod just... cannon in the first one no and that's actually another one of my favorites yeah i the love fuel the fuel rod, rod cannon in halo 2 that's another one that in multiplayer that if someone got there Oh, yeah, because that one's that's another one with the sound effect. Like, it's just yeah, such it's a the cool sound, sound effects, and it does like a really big green glowing ball when it's shooting. It's awesome. Yeah, that's that's uh, an awesome gun, and you can shoot it rapidly. It has like a, a five or six bullet clip. You can just like shoot multiple rockets. Yeah, that's that's a ton of fun. I I want to like the brute shot, but every time I pick it up, I'm so disappointed in it because it's like oh, it's a grenade launcher, but it has such a small ammo clip that to me it's never worth picking up. I don't think I ever did. <laughs> There was one grenade launcher that I picked up because there was one on the ground and then they had the um those things that fall down and you you get the the extra ones. The, the so ammo yeah, drop pods? Yeah, so yeah, so okay. I would use it and then I would just go over and I'd pick up all the shells. And so I was just like blasting away and I had the best time. I don't know which one it was, but it was a grenade launcher. I don't either cuz there's only one grenade launcher. It was something that only So it was a human gun. Maybe. I don't know. You're saying it came from a drop pod. Only human guns come from a drop pod. Was no, no. They also come from um, in the aliens. They don't drop down, but they're oh, in the ground okay. already. Okay. So, so yeah, that was the I, brute shot then. Yeah. So I, yeah, I forget which one it was, but I, I would never pick them up because I was like, I, in five bullets, I'm going to need another weapon. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, but when I saw that, that pod, I was like, and we were in an area where there's a ton of enemies. So I'm like, I can easily pick up another weapon. I mean, not easily because I did struggle <laughs> with that, but, um, I would always try to pick up a gun and pick up the wrong one. But yeah. And then also driving the tank, the right trigger with that was really hefty. Yeah. The main I cannon. Actually, it shoots fast. Yeah. And I really loved the, um, the tanks and the, the hovercrafts and stuff. Like I actually really enjoyed it. And I don't know if it was easier in Halo 2 or if I just was used to it from Halo 1. But I just really enjoyed it, this game. No, they, they drastically improved the driving for a it lot was, of vehicles. In I would too. hop into anything, and I would just naturally get it. I, I think I said this when we did Halo 1, and I stand by it in Halo 2. I just love vehicles in, in the Halo games. That is one oh, thing. Oh, really? Yeah. I, think, I actually don't remember you saying that in Halo 1. I, they're just a ton of fun. Like I wouldn't want a full racing game that drives the way they do. I wouldn't want. I probably wouldn't want it in any other game. There's just something about the the sway, the drift. There, it just always feels fun driving a vehicle in Halo, and I think the Wait. like all the alien ones drive like buttery smooth. I guess it's like the the ghosts and the banshees. Like it doesn't feel hard to fly in a banshee or to get into those dogfights. It's just everything feels good. 
It always sucked when you ended up dying and then you didn't have one anymore. It's the same when like if you got your favorite weapon and you died and it, you couldn't recover your body. It was just like, crap, now I have to walk. <laughs> that, that always makes Liz so sad. Anytime she dies and respawns, that's the first thing. There's literally a fight going on and she's like, where's my body? Where's my body? Andrew, yeah, my Andrew gun. knows you do not touch my weapons in And it's Halo. funny because you just have very generic guns. I'm like, Liz, you literally can find 20 of those guns in this room. Like, don't worry about it. You're like, no, these are, these are mine. <laughs> no, because a lot of times you have like... Like the crappy plasma ones laying around you know and if i get i if i get like the perfect combination like no don't touch my stuff <laughs> so keith I, was, I didn't realize you liked the driving so and that's unfortunate because you never played the end of halo one and the end of halo one ends in a really awesome warthog driving like race yeah i remember you saying that and i, I, I could go back and play it it's not like i can't but yeah but yeah I, I, overall i i actually do i think the the driving is a, a lot of fun in halo so, Keith, you played solo. Yeah. So, there was a new thing they added in Halo 2 is that the AI can now drive the vehicle and you can be on the turret. Because that was a thing a lot of people complain about in Halo 1. They're like, you know, I don't have a friend to play with and I want to use the gun. So, they let the AI drive. Did you ever do that? I tried one time and the guy just stood there and he wouldn't drive. So, then I just... That's awkward. <laughs> yeah, so then I just got in the driver's seat and then I drove. But I didn't mind because they were pretty good at shooting and stuff. So, it was a lot of fun just carting him around. They can be pretty bad at driving, though, because that happened to me where I meant to drive the car, but I jumped on the back and he was just like hitting a wall. And I was like, I'm just going to get out. Yeah, the AI is not great when it comes to driving. It's manageable, but it's not great. I will say, I actually disagree, Keith. I actually think the AI sucks worse at shooting in Halo 2 than they are in 1. Because in Halo 2, I felt like when they were in the gunner, I had to be close to the enemy for them to finally recognize it's an enemy and start shooting. Because, like, near one of the last levels me and Liz were playing, there was a dropship literally blasting us, and my allies were just, like, staring at nothing. And I'm like, can you guys shoot the ship that's shooting us? Like, what are you guys doing? And they just, like, stood there. Guys. It's, like, kind of annoyed me. But, yeah, there's a couple new vehicles in Halo 2, of course. You got the Spectre, which is the Covenant's version of the Warthog, which I thought, I, I agree, Keith. I think that thing did actually drive buttery smooth. I actually think that is a ton of fun of vehicle, but I think Halo 2 is the only one they brought it in, which is kind of unfortunate. Hmm. Uh, and then actually that's it. Oh, now they actually introduced the Gauze Warthog, which I think is a fantastic addition. I love that Warthog. Can, can you actually be in, is it the Scarab, the tank? Can you actually drive one in the first one? Or no, it, you will never drive one. You never get an alien tank? Oh, you mean the Wraith? Oh, right. Yeah, like, Sorry, not the, the Scarab. Yeah, the Scarab is the giant walking, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, I meant the Wraith. Like, Sorry. city. Yeah, the Wraith, no, you can. Because in Halo 2, you can hijack vehicles, so you can hijack the Wraith well, yeah, and kick them out. I didn't know if you could do it if you drove one in Halo 1. Cause it's like, no, not in Halo 1. Because it's not new, but it's new for you to play yeah. with, I guess. Which, hijacking them is really fun. And then, I don't know why I thought of this when we were talking about hijacking, but... The, I guess, boss that you beat by punching. <laughs> yeah, the prophet. That's kind of funny. <laughs> I, I like that moment. I don't know why I just thought of that, but yeah. Yeah, Halo like 2. Close to him. Yeah, you have to board him and just keep punching with the face. That's a great scene. I love that they added there, that. There's really just weird moments throughout the game that are like, they're not slapstick by any means, but it's like cheeky. Like there's one of them. Uh, what's it? Did you say Sergeant Jenkins? Johnson. Johnson. He's the guy with the cigar, right? Yep. Like when you come on a jump drive and everyone's like, is everyone all right? And he looks down at his cigar and he goes, well, yep, I'm okay. <laughs> That's all he cared about. Oh, yeah. No, like he, just, like, he, has, cheeky. he has some great lines. I, I love Sergeant Johnson. But speaking of the bosses, though, what did you guys actually think of the boss fights? There's like two? No, three. Does it say, is it basically the prophets? There's the heretic. Prophet Regret, and then Tartarus in the end. So I guess you didn't interact with Tartarus. The Heretic wasn't very difficult, but he was annoying. It's... Would you play on normal? Yeah. The difficulty on him drastically changes Does it? from normal to hard and legendary. Well, all the boss fights, I should actually say. On normal, you literally just have to do like one round with them and take them out. But like every time you're increasing difficulties, you like when you fight a boss, you hit them and they'll like retreat, call enemies. And then you got to do like multiple rounds of fighting him and like getting on him or whatever. Normal, it wasn't bad because I actually don't really remember them that well. Like it wasn't like a long fight. Yeah, because we played on normal. So and especially just with two people. Once. I mean, Andrew kind of carried the team. So yeah, <laughs> it kind of forgettable on normal with another person. Yeah, that's generally why I recommend 
playing the game on hard. I always find Halo to be like hard is like the normal difficulty. Easy is way too easy. Liz, I know you keep wanting to do easy, but I'm like, it is so boring. It's just too easy. And normal, yeah, I think it's There's only easy. one level that we really like struggled with like both of us dying. And, and that's there's a because level. Well, because there was a couple levels that we were just trying to get through as quickly as possible because this game is so flipping buggy. Like, it would crash so many times on the same levels, and Andrew's just like, we're just going to run. We're just going to run. And, of course, then all the enemies are coming after you from, like, the different areas. But, um, which, I mean, the game is, like, so old, I was kind of surprised by that. Well, Halo 2 isn't the game that's actually crashing. It's the whole game as itself, the Master Chief Collection. When this game first came out, yeah, it was riddled with bugs. When did the collection come out? 2014. Yeah, it should have been fixed by now. And, like, they have fixed a lot. But they've mostly been focusing on the multiplayer because the multiplayer was unplayable when the Master Chief Collection came out. I mean, if I wasn't playing with you, I might have given up like halfway through because it was, I think, five times on one level. And sometimes it would wait till like the very end of the level. I didn't get an achievement for one of the levels, which means that I did not get an achievement for beating the game on normal. So, I mean, these are pretty infuriating. Oh, yeah. See, I didn't run into any when I was playing solo. And I think that's the thing. I think it's just strictly because we were playing multiplayer. Yeah, because I, I didn't, I honestly didn't have any issues from like a bug perspective while I was playing. And it is unfortunate because Halo is just a ton of fun in co-op. This is it. This is such a fun co-op game. And of course, because when one person dies, as long as the other person stays alive, your friend can respawn. And which this always happens every time I play co-op. And I know even Liz is not immune. When you're sitting in an elevator with your friend, you just can't help but point your gun at their head and pull the trigger. No, I would tell Liz, I'm like, don't do it, Liz. No, I melee'd you once, and then you just kept blasting at me. Because I warned you. It's like if you do it, but I, I didn't kill you. kill you. I just think that it was a very drastic response to I just someone just giving you. you a little nudge. <laughs> no, I warned you. I, I am nothing but a man of my word. If you, I say you hit me, I will kill you. I was, and I, if you're petty enough to kill someone for giving you a little nudge, then of course I'm going to keep going. But then I, I love this. This happens every time I play co-op. One person kills the other person. And so the, the other person's like, well, I got to get revenge. And then it becomes like a 15-minute battle of you guys just shooting each other out of spite. And you're the type of person, you will not let someone get you last. <laughs> well, you never hit me once. You melee me that one time. And then the other time you couldn't hit me ever again. I kept killing you because I kept telling you to back off. And you kept going after me. So I kept shooting you. That was like us in juvenile. Was it Left for Dead <laughs> that we were playing, and we had those two random people who were just running to the end of the map and waiting for <laughs> us, and but we'd just be sitting there like pushing each other up the ledge. No, um, what game was that? Wasn't it Quake? Yeah, it was Quake. <laughs> yeah, I remember being like an obscure other uh, first person shooter. Yeah, it was Quake. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> it was just Quake was multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, we and four, Andrew and I were playing, playing, and yeah, we had these two random people just rushing us through. If you want the full story, you can go back and listen to that episode, I guess. But it was very yeah, funny. Was funny. And I agree. Yeah, If somebody, if your friend hits you in a multiplayer game co-op that has friendly fire, you are, I think, legally entitled <laughs> to, to hit them back. And and if not, also obligated as well. Um, yeah, it's like that's just like gaming 101. Yeah. But I am proud Liz, one time, you know, didn't hold it against me. She died, and I was literally in the middle of sniping someone, and her character spawned literally right in front of my crosshairs, and I sniped her right in the back of the head and killed her. Oh, my God. That was another spawn I had. There was another one where I was at a checkpoint where one of my friendlies was riding a ghost, and as I was loading into the checkpoint, he came slamming into my ghost every time, but I was jumping off of it. So if I didn't immediately move when I spawned, he would just kill me. Well, there's also, like, I died because I, I fell off, you know, as I do. And it kept <laughs> spawning me free falling and over and over again. And I was, and then it, eventually it stopped. Oh, yeah. Because we were on, like, a kind of a catwalk tight area. Yeah. And so it kind of kept spawning you in a bad but angle. But I feel like we were both mature in that I accidentally hit you a couple times and it was a mistake. And we, I never retaliated when we were playing the game. It was just in the elevators. Yeah. yeah generally, if and it's then, an accident, you can let it go. It's, it's yeah. if it's intentional. There's all, all bets are off, all of them. And I also, I always told Andrew if I was, if I was dead, and be like, just so you know, you're on your own. 
That was a lot, though. Yeah. You, you, did, you always did a good job. You're just like, I'm dead. I'm dead. It's like, all right, I'll <laughs> fall back. This respotting in Halo 2 is so much more friendlier. In Halo 1, you had to like run a mile away from action. But in this one, it's a lot more friendly to it respawn people. Better. There was a couple times I died, Liz, and you saved the team. Oh, my goodness. There, there was go, one Liz. time. Oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> so usually I would go back a little bit and then he would respawn. When there was one level, I could not. It's because the I flood. Had, it was the flood, and they were chasing you. Yeah, and I had a. Well, they were brutes, right? They were the big hefty guys, and yeah, there was a couple in there. Yeah, so I Andrew died, and I could tell right away. Andrew is waiting for me to die, and I was <laughs> like, I cannot now, no way. And I was like jumping around like a crazy person, waiting for my shield to come up, and I beat them. It took me a while because <laughs> every time my shield was really low, I would just like hop around like a little bunny. But I was so proud of myself because I just knew that Andrew was waiting for me to fail. <laughs> proud of you, Liz. But you didn't. You did such a good job. Oh, that was one of my, my favorite moments gaming ever, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's real sad. That's <laughs> reasonable. Yeah. So I, I think just like the Halo 2, like, the, the overall gameplay, though, is just a ton of fun. Like I loved the set pieces in Halo 2 as well. I remember in Halo 1, we complained about because even do like I at least knew the maps, but the design of the maps in Halo One are very confusing. You can easily get lost. But I found Halo Two to be so much more friendlier to figure out where you need to go. I, I kept trying to have you take lead, Liz. <laughs> I struggled sometimes. You did, but I did, and I have to ask Andrew recover. where to go. Yeah, but I think too, like there were sometimes like when Andrew takes the lead, I kind of don't even pay attention. I at one point thought I was just going back and forth between these two structures. Like, and yeah, when we were in high charity, which is near the end. But I really wasn't paying attention because I was thinking about it after. I was like, wait, I've never seen that before. But I, yeah, I definitely got a little lazy as I do when I'm playing with Andrew. <laughs> Did you struggle at all navigating Keith? No, no, not as a whole. There was, there was a few times like, like probably like an actual handful where I was like, I kind of don't know, but generally it didn't take me more than like 30 seconds to a minute of like, kind of just like walking around and be like, oh, okay, here it is. And then I find my direction because one of the nice things and maybe it did this in the first one and i don't remember but you you have a lot of levels with friendlies and they'll kind of like run to the spot you need to be so if you're not sure just look for them and that's usually where you're supposed to be i heard the game telling me this way at one point and i was like oh they're they're trying to help me every so (laughs) often it would give you a little waypoint i couldn't like it was usually like when i was like flying a banshee i felt like yeah, which is understandable because you're yeah. flying around a massive structure. Yeah, exactly. So it would give me like a little like purple icon of like this is where I'm supposed to like aim and land and then it would usually go into like a cutscene. So I think the level designs are so much better in Halo 2, but this is also Halo 2 anniversary, so this game has a massive graphical overhaul. And I got to say I love Halo 2 anniversary overhaul. You know, it's like complained in Halo 1, the anniversary edition wasn't as great because the geometry didn't equal to the original game. So every once in a while you would hit invisible walls. That really did, does not happen in Halo 2 Anniversary. They did a fantastic job following the actual geometry of the original game. They just added a lot more foliage. They really, you know, improved the actual atmosphere of the game. The, you know, out in the distance, they actually added more mountains, and cityscapes, and stuff like that. Like I I loved the graphic overhaul of Halo 2. I was surprised everything was there in the original. They just made it better yeah and so i actually really enjoyed it it's and you can also during the cutscenes. andrew pointed this out before we started you can change it like mid cutscene. yeah which, which you I couldn't in really halo cool. one you could see the original video if you were on original graphics when the video started but you couldn't switch mid video yeah one of the interesting it, things about it was the the sound differences and i'm sure they did this in the first one too but the guns got an overhaul the over i think the voice acting got an overhaul like everything just got better when you went into the like the anniversary mode or whatever yeah like original halo 2 is like mono and then like the anniversary halo 2 is like surround sound yeah it kicks in and you can just feel it (laughs) sorry yeah oh i i um i also just wanted to say too that at one point they're like oh to use your flashlight do this i'm just like why do i need my flashlight and then just like oh this is like the dark level so when you go to the original graphics it's just like all black yeah And and i was like oh that's why so i actually didn't need it in the anniversary edition. Yeah, I, was, I forgot. Halo Two is very dark. Like <laughs> a lot of levels you go to, it's just it's just really dark, and it's kind of hard to see things. So like the, the graphical overhaul just 
just added lighting, which is something this game honestly needed. But also that, like, f- what is it, the flower-type creature? The Gravemind. Yeah, that was a big change. Yeah, he got, was... a, he got a big overhaul. Yeah, he just looks like a Venus flytrap in the original Halo 2. I just, even though the, the newer one was just so much uglier, I just I had, couldn't stop looking at him. Yeah, he's very yeah, grotesque played, in the remake. I played remake. a lot, actually, on the original graphics, because I still think the graphics are actually really good for for how old that game was. But they are. Yeah, just the environment. They, they definitely are. And, and I won't lie. I'm, obviously, I'd, it would probably be a pretty dumb comment, but the anniversary graphics are gorgeous. Like when you switch over to them, all of the guns look so nice. Like the way that the carbine, um, you know, normally your ammo display is just like a little green line that just drains. But when you go to the anniversary, yeah. it's like this holographic image. It's just so cool looking. The gun is so much shinier. So yeah, I did like that. And I, but I actually always switched over to the high, the anniversary graphics for the cutscenes because the cutscenes were gorgeous for the anniversary. I don't know. Is it? Yes. Is it? Is it enhanced for the Series X two? Because I don't. I don't think I've announced it officially on the podcast. I I, I officially have a Series X. I am, you said it last week. You just said I? you didn't set it up. Oh, that's right. I do have it set up now. So I was playing this on my Series X. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Congrats. But no, it's not enhanced at all for the Series X because this ah. came out. 2014. Yeah, 2014. I so. don't know if they might have gone back and done it. Microsoft uh, it might it. have an FPS boost at best, but I don't think it has any sort of graphical th- enhancements. Gotcha. Like no like HDR or, anything, or um, ray tracing. Gotcha. I wish that I had been in the old graphics when I was looking at either invisible en- enemies or if I was invisible myself. Because that's one thing I couldn't really compare because I always forgot to do it when I was fighting. But is it a lot different? I think it's easier to spot in original graphics if someone's invisible. Yeah, that makes sense. It probably I like the shimmeriness. Like, I think it looks good, but I just... I will say, the one thing I think I preferred for the original graphics, I actually liked the original design of the Elites. To me, they looked kind of cooler. Like, they're a lot more kind of skinnier and sleeker looking. In Halo 2, they definitely made them, like, beefier, which isn't bad. But I don't know, I just... I think for me, I mean, I obviously grew up with the original design of them. For me, I like the original design of the aliens, of the just the elites. I don't know if I noticed that as much. But, oh, man, I'm glad they at least revamped the jackals. The original look of the jackals is so janky looking. They just look so like a, like a dead bird with just teeth. And then, yeah, the anniversary, they did such a better I was, job. I was going to say, they kind of look like um, Skeksis. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, like... everyone always just describes them as vultures, which... You know, Skeksis were oh, essentially yes, vultures. Keith, you said earlier that you thought that they revamped the voice acting. Did you say that earlier? It seemed like it. At the very least, I think like what Andrew is saying is they improved the audio. F- cause, like, oh, okay. When- so I wasn't sure if it was the same voice actors. As it was the same voice actors. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they must have just, yeah, like improved it to like stereo or something. Because it is noticeable. Like it gets louder and clearer when you go to the anniversary. Because I, I was blown away by the voice actors in this. So, like, this came out in 2004. Yep. There were so many that I recognized that I pointed out um, Julie Benz. She played um, mm-hmm. Miranda Keys. But there was um, Keith David, the Arbiter, Ron Perlman. And all these voices are just, like, immediately was like, oh, my gosh, these yeah. people were in this. Because they were kind of big at the time, and it's too. crazy. Ron Perlman's literally at the beginning and then one line at the very end. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I thought that, Black. like... Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> or Terry thought... Crews. Oh. <laughs> Terry Crews would be good. I thought that these fit really well. And then, um, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but Miguel Fur I recognized when I looked it up. But David Cross, uh, John Michael Higgins, like, there were, like, some pretty... Famous people in this. Yeah, David Cross wasn't famous at this time. Like, he was just starting to get famous. Like, Arrested Development was early 2000. And Arrested Development's really kind of when he took off. But a lot I... of the rest, they were they were popular in the 90s. And then Master Chief, I didn't recognize... I don't know who he is. Steve Downs. But his voice is just iconic. Yeah. Like, it was just such, like, a star-studded cast. I noticed uh, I noticed David Cross. I didn't, like, I didn't go actually was... look it up. He's generic Marine, which he was, he played generic Marine in Halo 1. Oh, that's and even weirder. Yeah. I mean, he, it makes he sense. He even plays generic Marine, I think, in Halo 3. So just kind of does it as a running gag at that point when he yeah. like started to get a little bit of fame. Yep. That's even It's better. pretty awesome. 
Uh, no, in Halo 3, there's actually a good amount of new voice actors as well, and there's a good amount of hidden ones as well. Uh, I don't know if I should spoil it. I now I feel like you have to because everyone knows. I mean, it's something like crazy. It's not Jack Black. <laughs> okay, who is it? Uh, but there is uh, two Marines in Halo 3 where it's Conan O'Brien and Andy Richter talking. Oh, wow. They actually, they actually do a voice line in it as well. That's I really want to know, and I, I don't know if we can Google this, but I want to know if Ron Perlman plays video games because he's been in quite a few. Um, West of Dead, is that the, yeah. what it's called? I just I'm can't you remember pitch, that game. Yeah, I just can't oh, yeah. imagine. Yeah, I remember it because of him. <laughs> <laughs> but I just can't imagine him playing video games. Probably not. I mean, he's just kind of older, and I feel like, it's not even that, down. but like, I mean, he was in like a, like a lot of like tough roles, you know, I'm picturing him as like the, some of the characters that he's played in the past. And I'm just like, I want to know. <laughs> I mean, he played Hellboy, which is, you know, based off a comic. Yeah. So, I mean, he may. But same with like Julie Benz. But I guess like the reason why I always think this is because like Rahul Kohli, like he, he's a gamer. Like he like paints like the little figurines and like he, he's like really into it. So I just like, I wonder like how many voice actors in the games that we play actually play the games. Probably not a lot. They just, they just like to get paid. But, uh, so Keith, you brought it up though. So I want to ask you guys, which character should be played by Jack Black? Would you think this would improve the game? Hmm. Arbiter, obviously. <laughs> really? I just love no. the guy that played the Arbiter yeah, too much. He's too I, good. I, I, I want to veto that. <laughs> I have an answer. Who? Uh, so I know there's obviously some good choices to like, to be funny. Yeah, you could do like the grunt. No, I legitimately think he, if he was in it, he should play one of the oracles. <laughs> I feel like Jack Black would be great for that role. Oh, uh, you know what? He is. He actually is a good actor when he gets killed. So he. Oh wait, oracles. I'm thinking the, of the, the oracle. Um, yeah, he, they're the floating light bulbs. Oh, I was thinking of the long neck people. No, that's the prophet. Oh yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. The Oracle, yeah. Honestly, just squeeze him in there anyway. And like anywhere. I don't care. How awesome would it be if it was like a grunt? Because they don't say much. And then everyone's like, you just hear like Jack Black's voice. Yeah, I think that would running. be great. Like an actually like speaking like perfectly understandable words. <laughs> I'll never be able to hear like the celebration when they die. Like I just can't enjoy it now. Oh, yeah. That's After hearing iconic. their story. Well, that was hilarious. Yeah, when we saw the video and like Liz found the sad like history of the grunts. And then Liz is like, I don't want to kill them anymore. And then next level, I'm popping them in the head and all the children are going, yeah. And you were like, do you want me to turn it off? Yeah. But then I still kind of enjoyed it, but I felt bad. And then I also feel like we got to talk about the music because when you switch back and forth because of copyright stuff, like the music is different. There were times where that like that rock music came on and I was just like, this is a vibe, man. Like I really, really loved it. So I just think like with audio, when it comes to voice actors and music, I just think they killed it. Like, didn't it get you like revved up? Oh the, yeah. I mean, the, uh, that's classic halo. The soundtrack is always good. It, it always lands. I, there's really just nothing bad to say about the Halo soundtrack. So I remember in this one, it was extra good in the original because like they actually went like even more all out on the music. So in the original, like which I don't think a lot of the original songs are there anymore. Even when you play original graphics, you could hear the music kind of change a bit, but you know, due to copyright issues, I think that's why they don't have them anymore. But in the original one, which you can still listen to on Spotify, it had Incubus. Incubus did like three songs. It had Hooba Stank, Break It Benjamin. Like they actually got like significant <laughs> bands to actually like play music for the original Halo 2. Hooba so Stank. They... I just can't think. Like Hooba Stank and Halo. I know. That's that. I'm, I'm very glad they didn't, they didn't keep that original soundtrack. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't you don't want some, that old school butt rock? I don't need some breaking butt rock to, <laughs> to get me through my Halo experience. I was quite I content think, with the uh, music that they had. I think that Halo can pull off a lot of different types of music with this. Because there is quite a bit of humor, the one-liners. The, I, I don't know. I think they can pull off quite a bit. I will say, I think I, I enjoyed the music actually more in Halo 1. Because I actually fell in Halo 1, the music kicked in a lot more than it does in Halo 2. It has its moments in Halo 2. You know, there's obviously quite a bit of big epic battle moments where music kicks in, but 
in Halo 1, I felt like the music was always kicking in. So I actually think I preferred the music in Halo 1. So quick question. Was I imagining it? There's like one level that you're playing, and I think it's right before you fight the prophet. You can actually hear the chanting, like the, the classic Halo music. Like you just hear the monks. It's not the It's not music. It's like actually sound effects. Yes. So it's, yeah, you probably weren't noticing it, but there was hologram images of the prophet. He was the one who's chanting. So that's probably why you heard the monks. Okay. Yeah. Because whenever just, he was there, it was monks were chanting. Okay. Yeah. I just, I happened to notice that. I was like, wait a minute. That's really cool. That's the halo music, but I'm experiencing <laughs> it in real time. I guess if we want to call this in another thing, I did a quick Google search list. Um, uh, uh, doesn't seem like Ron Perlman actually plays games, which is actually I was just really... Googling on Andrew's phone, yeah. It, yeah, <laughs> I found there's an interview where he was asked uh, if you've seen the evolution of games forever, and he said, I don't ever get to a place where I'm experiencing the games as a player. So apparently he doesn't play them. He just likes the money um, for voice acting them. Because he does a lot. No, it's totally it's, fine. It's just, it's just interesting. voice. Because... I think he's done. It looks like he's done a lot more than I realized. Like I think I think he's been doing the fall just about all the Fallout games in some capacity. So like he's oh yeah been doing these just games forever and yeah I think it's really interesting. It's I mean all, I'm happy like that Liz. he's in it no matter what you know I mean it's like you Liz you've been doing a gaming podcast for three years yet you're still not a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. So then of course the next segment though is the achievements. When you can get them. <laughs> oh, here we I go I do feel again. bad. But Liz, you missed you missed five gamer score. It is no, I missed two. Oh, that's true. Because then you got the completing the game one as well. Yeah. So Go back I and play like a level again. So I probably... Total the, 25 gamer score. Is that the game that I, the level that I already did like five times? Like, no. They need to fix that. <laughs> Listen, I'm not playing any levels over again. I did my time. I mean, I enjoyed this game. But you guys know how I feel about... My time Respect being wasted. My, time. my precious time. <laughs> I do. Yeah. So, yeah, the achievements The achievements are just... There's some pretty fun ones, but of course, you know, this being the Master Chief Collection, it's really kind of hard to keep track of some of your achievements you're getting. But, you know, there's 7,000 gamer score you're getting with this. But, yeah, there's a ton of collectibles. You know, you have the terminals. You have skulls, which majority of the skulls you can only get on legendary difficulty. So that's why we weren't collecting them, Liz. And then there's, of course, there's hidden toys now. This is kind of a new thing. And they're very obscure to find, but it's just another kind of fun, cool Easter egg to collect. But one thing I loved about Halo 2, because this isn't even just the anniversary collection. Halo 2 is full of Easter eggs. So there's one, I remember when I did it when I was a kid. It's very hard to do, but there's a way to like hijack a banshee, fly way off the map, and there is a plasma rifle you get, but it's actually the scarab gun and it literally shoots super fast. It just blows everything up. I remember that. Yeah. Luckily this time around though, I don't know if you looked at the skulls, Keith, but the skulls are great in Halo 2, but they actually have an option where you can just turn the scarab gun on. So any gun you're using is the scarab gun, which is just, that's just awesome. Like that's a fun thing to do, but yeah, I forgot to talk about this. The skulls in Halo 2 are really cool. Like they actually have co-op skulls. Like there's a skull. If your partner dies, you know, the person who's alive actually gets a damage boost to kind of help him like save himself. Or there's like another one, another co-op skull where one person doesn't get a gun, but has overshield. And the other person has like no shield, but has unlimited ammo. So it's kind of meant to be like someone's a, like a tank and the other person's kind of a supporter in the back shooting. And then every once in a while, those roles will switch. And then the other person has like no shield and gun. And it's just, it's an interesting concept. So I highly recommend you check out the skulls. The skulls just add a really fun layer. I know you were playing with a little bit of them, Liz. Of course, like you said, the grunt birthday party. But yeah, when you turn on like enemies are constantly throwing grenades, it's just a wild time. Yeah, I was I played I actually played most of it with I think like three or four skulls. Obviously, grunt birthday party because you have to have grunt birthday party on. Party on. It's it's so fun. I love that it's, one. It's <laughs> it's a, actually I, I don't know if it was just like a weird bug when I was in the non anniversary graphics. It didn't do the confetti. So it was, yeah, it, it originally was just children cheering. Yeah. But anyway, so I, I always did that, but I had one where grunts would like drop plasma grenades when they died or something. Yep. And it took me like, I, I remembered, but then I forgot. <laughs> and so then I was running around dying a lot when I was killing them with a sword. 
<laughs> Needless to say, pay attention to what skulls you put on, because if you forget, you get killed. You did get you caught. see? Did you see they had a prophet birthday party? So the one level where you punch the prophet, it does the cheery good confetti too while you're punching him. Oh, that's awesome. I don't know if I had that. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually pretty cool. So yeah, the achievements overall, I wouldn't recommend for achievement hunters, but you know, with so many this game having so many achievements, when you're playing it, you're just getting some sort of achievement. They're, they're but they're not worth a lot. Yeah, they're all worth like nothing, but I got one in particular, you probably have this one, Andrew, but it was I think it was play Halo two specifically on, on the, ninth the ninth of Anna Benny month. <laughs> And I just happened yeah. to fire him. I was like, oh, oh, okay. I actually don't have that one. Yeah. Because I, I, I played on the 10th and I was like, dang it. Yeah. I, I, I didn't day. know it was a thing. I just turned on the game and it popped up. I was like, oh, neat. I can't remember the history for it. Yeah. I was going to ask, why is that? I think, I think it's because the original Halo was released on the 9th of November. It's something like that. I remember like there's a couple dates that are very specific for Halo. I forget the original like story behind them, but I, I'm pretty sure it has to do with original launch dates. Yeah, it was. I think it was something about like run it back or something. I only have 500 gamer score total with this. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> I mean it's because you've never really played Halo before. No, I know it's just it's funny to me. But yeah, majority of the achievements are just kind of searching for fun Easter eggs. So majority of these achievements you just probably get to look up online and doing, which is fine. It's cool to find these Easter eggs. So getting into our final thoughts here, like I said, for me, Halo Two. Is my favorite. I I have such fond memories. We didn't even talk about the multiplayer, but Halo 2 has also the best multiplayer maps, and they still hold up. There's a couple that don't, but I remember, you know, even back in high school, when they were coming out with a map pack, I could not wait to go home and pay the money, download that map pack. The Halo 2 multiplayer is just a ton, a ton of fun. Some great game modes, great maps. It's just a fun time, especially if you're playing with your friends. Uh, the co-op is great in it. This, I love the story of Halo 2. I enjoyed the time spending with Arbiter, Master Chief, seeing how the story progresses. There's some fantastic one-liners, and there's a ton of cinematics, and the cinematics are all fantastic. I don't, there, I don't think there's a single one I did not like. Uh, and then the anniversary graphics are just amazing. They did an amazing job. So I highly, highly recommend you play Halo 2 and love it forever because it is the best. For me, I will give it a 97. Wow. I mean, yeah. I'm actually not really surprised by that, but wow. Um, yeah, I, I, I've, re I've definitely enjoyed my time with Halo 2 more than I did with Halo. And I, despite really having nothing bad to say about this game, I just, I, I don't know. I, again, it doesn't do anything special for me in the sense that I'm just like, wow, I, I'm so glad I did this or can't wait to play the next one. I'll do it because... Cause I think I think I believe in you, you guys and girls and everyone else out there. We can get to ten, but but that said, I yeah I just I don't know something about the Halo series. It's almost like a Star Wars. Like I just never got into it, and at this point, I have nothing against it. I just I don't know. I don't feel like I need it in my life. Um, but it, it it's a lot of fun though. It really is. Like I think especially I I know I didn't play any multiplayer this go around, but multiplayer in all the Halo games is really just the best part of any Halo game. I'm 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 quite certain of that. So if you've got some friends and you want to play through it, probably just play the multiplayer. But even the co-op is fun. So um yeah, I I, I think overall I, I still give it a solid eighty four. See, it's really hard, like, hearing you guys' scores because I'm already a little confused about what to get it. But I'm like... I know you, it lost points for you because of the crashing. Yeah. Well, it's hard, it's hard too, because, like, it's one of those games that I enjoy when I'm playing it, but I don't get that feeling of, like, I need to just, like, right when, right when you know, my kid goes to bed, I need to, I need to get on and play. You know, I never have that feeling. But I'm like, I, there's not a lot that I feel like I would change about. And then I definitely liked it more than Keith. I, I know that. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't have like the nostalgia and all of that that Andrew has. So maybe I'll give it in a 90. I, I don't know how I feel about that score. But I, I just know that I liked it at least six points more than Keith. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, but it's also like, I feel like maybe more than that is too much. So yeah, I'll just stick with 90. So Liz, so were you excited to play with me when I was like, let's play Halo? Yeah. But you weren't I excited to play by yourself. 
Yes, but I still like, I mean, there's some games I was just like, I put, I found time throughout the week to put in as many hours as I could. And that wasn't Halo, you know, where it's just like, I'm surprised at how many hours that I can find and fit in the day. <laughs> um, but yeah, looking at Metacritic, there's, for some reason, like with Xbox, there isn't like an anniversary Halo 2 like they do have, have with PC. Yeah, because it was never sold as is. It was only part of the Master Chief collection. Yeah. So looking at just Halo 2, um, 95 and 8.7. And I looked for our um, fourth co-host, but I didn't see him in like the negatives. But there are just so many reviews that, you know, like there was well over 600. Yeah. So I looked at the <laughs> negative and I didn't see him. So I'm like, I don't think. But the biggest complaint I feel like that I saw or the one that popped up the most was like how short it is. People who gave it a zero or a one. They were just talking about how short it was. And it's just like, yeah, time to beat for main story. You're looking between eight to 10 hours. So it's not too long of a game. But you're supposed to do it on the different difficulties and it's supposed to have more replayability. Yeah. And I think that's why it's so short. I love playing this game on Legendary. There's some very hard segments, but it is a fun game to play on harder difficulties. I, th- I think it's short and sweet. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if you move through it, it can be quicker because. Each outside of a few levels, they have like the part time, and just about all of them range around fifteen minutes. So if you actually hit those part times for fifteen, like you're talking like three four hours to beat the game. Yeah, because I mean, there's a lot of levels where you're not like locked into an area. Like in Halo One, you were you had to kill all the enemies in order to unlock the door. But in Halo Two, you could just ignore a lot of people and just run right by them. Which, as Liz said, we did it when the game would crash on us. But yeah. So that is our review of Halo 2. So thank you all so much for joining us. As I said, if you want us to continue the Halo series, we need at least 10 people to tell us to keep going. And like I said, we might do Halo 2 ODST unless people are telling us to skip that one. We might go to Halo 3. But for release order, though, ODST is the next one. So we might end up doing that. We'll do a Twitter poll once we get enough votes. Yeah. Yeah, we'll probably do that. So yeah, make sure you write us at gamepassgrabbag at gmail.com or reach out to us on Twitter at gbgbpod or Facebook at gbgbpod. I've been your hardcore gamer, Andrew. You can find me at Xbox Live at Firebird Z1 and 2 And make sure, wherever you listen, make sure you give us a review. We greatly appreciate it. Ah, oh, that would be so nice. We'd always appreciate <laughs> that. Um, but I'm a Keith and... Dang it, no good pun this week either. One week I'll get a good pun. <laughs> One of these days. You know, it's actually thinking with, because Andrew always says like, oh, leave us uh, a review. And it made me think, like, I don't leave a lot of reviews. And Have you left so, us a review? Oh, I, I don't think so. <laughs> it feels like cheating. But I do, like, I was telling Andrew, like, I, I feel like we've been getting takeout a lot lately because oh, like I haven't much. been well. So yeah, I, you know, we've been, we've been doing that. And I'm working, I, I've worked in food service. And when you leave five-star reviews, a happy manager is a happy life, work life. That's the saying, right? Happy manager, happy work life. <laughs> it is now. Um, and they, like, they actually do bring up reviews to like, if they get like good reviews, it's a good day. Um, or at least where I worked. So I'm just saying like, Give somebody a good review. Give someone a good Yelp review. You know, I feel like I just need to start doing that with the other podcasts that I listen to. So, you know, just spread the joy. And um, I'm Liz the Noob Gamer Tag. Gamer Tag. (laughs) Come on, I'm Dean. I'm on Twitter at Liz the Noob Noob is EW. It's a good life tip for lips. Just it is. Most no, honestly though, I've worked I worked in customer service. Most of those those surveys you do, if you don't give like a perfect score. Which, yeah. which I tend to not do because I'm like, I don't know, no one's perfect. They were, but you know, nine of 10, they were excellent. But I don't, I learned if, if they were even satisfactory, give the, just give them the perfect score because that's the only thing uh, management cares about. Everything, and write something. Every, which every, I always hated that. Everything else. Oh, it's, it's bull crap. It's absolute yeah. and total bull crap. But anything not a perfect score is, is a zero, generally speaking, um, in customer service surveys. So if you, if you are one to fill them out and you are trying to do the right thing, Always, always leave a 10. So with that being said, leave us a five score. That's, <laughs> that's not why I said it. But I am. Yeah, it that's why nice. I'm saying it. <laughs> yeah, because me and Liz, we both used to work at Panera. That's actually how we met. Oh. And I always hated that when it's just like, oh, we got a four star because their sandwich was too small, which is something that's like, we can't fix that. Like, 
Why are we getting yelled at like four star because they thought their sandwich was small? But you know that there's always going to be one jerk who's going to go to an understaffed place and pick on somebody and leave a negative review. And so, do you know what? We need to just drown those negative Nancys out, you know? (laughs) And, you know, if you didn't get the greatest service, just don't leave a review. But if you go to a place and it's just like, this person was nice, my order was perfect, five stars. It's good advice, Liz. So all in all, just be nice to people, especially people who serve you food. Especially, and and give them good tips too. Oh yeah, don't be rude to someone who makes your food. Like, uh, oh, I'm not even, not even that. Just, <laughs> just, just leave good tips. They're good people. I hate tips. So, oh, that's I hate, a whole tangent I can go on. Why uh, is that a thing? I hate it as a he concept. He still tips, by the way. I just want to point that out there. <laughs> no, I, I, do, that I He do. thinks that like people should pay their employees yeah, better, but just, he does tip. Just pay people. <laughs> St- tips, tips, statistically don't do anything no. uh, to improve better service. So yeah, just pay people and and all that. But anyways. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Thank you all so much for joining. We love you all. See you again next week. Bye, guys.